Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. The United States appears to be racing from a Judeo-Christian nation back to paganism. And it's happening so fast. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, New York Times best-selling author, has the first reasonable explanation and supernatural solution I have heard. It's explosive. Hang on to your seatbelts. Next. Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Jonathan, this is your very first interview on your brand new book, Return of the Gods, with a small g. This is the most intense, fiery, and explosive book, in my opinion, you've ever written. Tell us about it. Sid, imagine if there was a mystery behind everything that's happening in America, in the world, our culture, the transformation that goes back to the ancient tablets of ancient Mesopotamia. Imagine if the gods, we heard about these things called the gods and they're as fiction, but that there actually is reality to them. That act, imagine what would happen if the gods returned and they came back to America. What if they were the unseen movers of these transformations? Who are the gods? What are the gods? What does the Bible say about them? And what if we could identify them? And is it possible that they actually have manifested, uh, for instance, one in the streets of New York City, if they have actually determined what the Supreme Court does and when it does it? Uh, this, is the, this is really what's happening all over. It's affecting everyone who's watching right now. And what's the future? What is their mission? What is the plan? And what are we to know to do about it? The return of the gods is, this, is exposing or taking the veil away from what is affecting all of us and also what do we need to know and what do we need to do. And, and the thing that is so fascinating, in my opinion, about this book is he shows mm. what these gods with a small g caused to happen in mm. Israel, which cost Israel their nation and their relationship with God. Horrible, horrible what happened to Israel. And they have personalities and they do certain mm. things. How does this tie yeah. in with what's going on in America? Yeah, yeah. To, set, to understand the mystery, you have to kind of put it together. Gods were all over, I mean, all over the ancient world. And, and the Bible says that, says that behind the gods in the Hebrew scripture, it says was something called the Shedim. Shedim are spirits. In the, in the New Testament, Paul says behind the gods are these beings called the Daimonia. We get the word demon from it. So mm. these are spirits. These are not not just figments of people's imagination. And so the thing is that, that back then, if all these cultures were given to the gods, it means they were given to the spirits. It means they were possessed. It means Western civilization was possessed by that. But now what happens is Messiah happens. He comes into the world and he has the power over, of course, over the spirits. And so when he sends his gospel into the Roman Empire and, and Western civilization, it starts, it starts ending the gods. The gods flee they, 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 from the temples. They're emptied out. That means the 
spirits were cast out. This is the greatest exorcism in world history, what the gospel did. And so Westerns, our civilization is unique. It's been a exorcised civilization. However, there is a warning. And remember when Messiah spoke about the man who had the demons come out of him? Right. And it says, they goes in the wilderness, and it says, I will return to my house. Comes back, finds it swept and clean, and says, okay, you know what? I'm going to bring back my friends. Comes back with seven others. So now it's he's more possessed. They're repossessed. People hear that, and they think he's talking about a man. He uses a man, but he says, no. He says, this, so will it be with this generation. He's talking about something much massive. If you take that principle, apply it in the biggest way, here's the warning. Our culture has been exercised. When God came in, they went out. Okay, but here's the warning. If the house, or if our culture, if America if it ever turns away from God, then the doors are going to be open for the spirits to return, to repossess the culture. That the door will be open for the gods, the ancient gods who, be, who are behind the spirits, or the spirits are behind them, to come back and to repossess our culture. And so when you look at what's happened, the craziness of what's been happening in the last 50 years in America, it's because the gods have come back. And one of the things I noticed in your book that I am fascinated with, and I never thought this was possible, is when school prayer was removed, yes. you say yeah. that gave them legal access? Well, that when you look at, you know, as America was beginning to turn from God, when they started removing, this is what, this is what happened with Israel, started removing prayer, early 60s, the word, these are all these things that cast the gods out. So if you remove them, then what's going to happen? You're opening the door for the repossession. You're opening the door. So it's ne- the house is not going to stay empty. Something else is coming in. If you take this out of school, well, something else is coming into the schools. Something else is coming to the children. That's what we have been witnessing. And now the first God, or the first principality, the one who always begins it, his name, his name actually means the possessor. In the book, I call him the possessor. In, in the Bible, it says Baal. Baal means Baal. the possessor. Yeah, we call you know him as Baal. Baal, he is the possessor. So the first thing, his job, what he did with ancient Israel, is he caused them to forget their God. And he caused them to start driving God out. The spirit of Baal in America, in the West, has been driving God out. So we said the schools we have, we have uh, from culture. Literally, the Bible says he caused them to turn away from the commandments. Literally in America, we have actually cast down the Ten Commandments. Same thing. So what we are watching, it's the repaganization of America. His job or his mission of this is to take a Christian, quote, Christian nation or Judeo-Christian nation and turn it into a pagan nation. And that is exactly what has been happening. And he is the first spirit. You know, it says the spirit comes and says, let me get my friends. So from there's, and by the way, said we're just touching on it. Of course, there's so much to this, but, but it's affected everything. In fact, there's one thing that Baal actually, man, I won't go into it, actually manifested in New York City, the sign of Baal massively. We won't go into it. But the thing is that he is the first spirit. And so he's the one who says, now the other gods are going to come in through that. And that's what exactly what has happened. I'll tell you what, the possessor, yes, hell, paved the way mm. for two more ancient sinister spirits, the enchantress and the destroyer. Mm. What would happen in mm. America if those ancient false gods return? Be right back. It's supernatural. Is it possible that the gods lie behind everything 
from what appears on our computer monitors, our television movie screens, the lessons given to our children in their classrooms, the breakdown of the family, the wokeism to cancel culture, children's cartoons, to every force and factor that has transformed the parameters of gender. Is it possible that behind all these things are ancient mysteries going back to the ancient Middle East? We now return to It's Supernatural. You have another false god in your book. Mm -hmm. This god is called the Enchantress. Yes. What, what is the name in, in the uh, Bible? In the Bible, she's called Ashtoreth. She, in, in Mesopotamia, she's called Ishtar. When she went into the Greek land, she was called Aphrodite, and then Venus. She is all over. Hmm. And she's mentioned specifically there. Now, in, in the Canaanite mythology, she's actually the wife of Baal. So Baal has a wife. Okay? And so, so when Baal comes, the next one to come, it says in the Bible, says Baal, then it says Ashtoreth. Then she's coming in. So what this means is once the door is open, she is the goddess of sexuality, of sexual immorality. She's the goddess, she's actually called a prostitute. She's the goddess who, who her temples were filled with, with sexuality, all, it was made, made it public. So if she returns, what would happen? If she comes out, it means that America is under, gonna undergo a sexual revolution. Hmm. That, is the, that is the sign of the possession of Ishtar, or this goddess. And the thing is, so sex comes, she, what she did, what a prostitute is, is she, she, actually, she actually damages marriage. She actually weakens marriage, that's what, that's what happens. Bring sexuality into the culture. In ancient times in Israel, she, in the Middle East, she put her images of naked people all over the culture. So, so, so we're not dealing with a brilliant strategy of man. No. That has concocted a plan that things are moving so fast into paganism. No. We are dealing with something stronger than man. Yeah. Principalities and powers of darkness. Have you ever wondered why things are turning dark so fast? It's because too many people have yielded to these principalities. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, to quote on, it is truly supernatural, and that's what's happening. And so, not only, she was, in her Greek form, she gave birth to a, to a child named Eros. We get the word erotica. So erotica starts flooding America. She, the word for prostitute, which is what she was, in her Greek incarnation is the word porne. We get the word porn from it. So there's an explosion of pornography all over the culture. So what Baal does, in one sense, she's repaganized, she's overturning biblical standards of sexuality and marriage, and she is paganizing our culture through sexuality and through possessing it. And she's also the goddess of spells and witchcraft. Hmm. So she casts her spell on America, and we are still in it to this day. And, and that's what I, we're seeing. Yeah. We are seeing people that should know better, that should not be making decisions like yeah. they're making. They're going against, for lack of better words, they're going against science. They're going, of course, they're going against the Bible, but they're even going against science. It's because there's a witchcraft maze, mm. haze, if you will, over them, fog. It makes no sense to someone that doesn't have that fog. Yeah, it's irrational. It's, it's not natural at all. Yeah, and it goes further, Sid, because, because something strange about the goddess, and that is, that has to do with gender. Because what she also did, let me tell you, in her ancient inscriptions, I'm looking at these ancient inscriptions, she says, I am a woman, I am a man. It says, this is, it's said in her, in, in her hymns, it says, she has the power to transform a man into a woman, and a woman into a man. 
So, so what's going to wow. happen? What's going to happen if she comes into the culture? You're going to start seeing what she's going to do is she's going to start she's going to start masculinizing women, defeminizing women, and feminizing men. That that touches everything. I mean, it touches our culture, touches our the roles, touches radical feminism and sexuality. And so, so all this stuff that we're having, saying, how could this happen? This is all the goddess. This is all. It's all there. Uh, when. How in the world did you figure all of this out? Well, well, I don't, I don't take any credit for figuring it. It's just something God shows me one thing, and then the next thing, the next thing, I'm like, I'm the first one to be blown away by it. And, 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 and Cindy even goes further. She had a priesthood. Her priests, listen to this, in her temples, were, they were men who dressed up as women. And they, 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 they acted as women dressed up. So what's going to happen if she comes back? What's going to happen is, as she possesses a culture, is that men will start dressing, will start seeing that in our culture, which we do. These are her ancient priesthood. Also, they were involved in same-sex sexuality. We see that explosion as well. Also, it says, remember, she says she turns men into women, transitions them and women into men. Her priests, many of her priests were actually surgically altered. She caused really? them to be surgically altered. I never altered. knew that. Yes. I thought that was just something of our gender. Well, we do it more sophisticated, but this is why I wrote this book. This is to reveal and arm believers and to know what's happening. And she especially, all the gods, but she goes after, they go after the children. Because if you have the children, you have the future. And so that happened in ancient times, happening now. And so you think, what would possess a, a, an adult to do this to children? Well, what would possess it? The spirit. This is what, this, the spirit of the goddess. Mm. And I, I'm going to go even far, farther, because this is mind-boggling. And that is that the goddess was in charge, which she was a goddess of parades. She had parades mm. happening all over. And when I looked at the ancient inscriptions of the parades, it describes them. And it says, it says in the parades, the men would dress up as women in the parades. Mm. The women would dress as a men. It would be a parade of gender bending. And that's exactly what, when you see this happening now, that's the sign of the goddess. And, Sid, it's even like more mind-boggling, because I'm looking at this, and I look at the ancient... The the ancient observers, and they said, when did this thing happen? They said it happened, even St. Jerome, it happened in the month, they called it in, in Latin, Junium. June was the month of the goddess. She claimed a month, June, and she was the goddess of pride. So we have now a pride month. It's all come back. This is not be through these things, through these festivals, she possesses a culture. And, that, and that's the sign that she has come back. Now, you say the gods are even influencing the yes. rulings of the Supreme Court, yes. and they've determined the exact timing yes. of those rulings? Yeah, this blew me away. Yes. Yeah. Since these things happened, there has been three landmark cases that have to do with gender and, you know, all, all these things, same sex and, and marriage. The first one was in 2003, had to do with legalizing. It happened in the, month, the ancient month of Tammuz. That's the lover of Ishtar. That's her month. That's her month. It happened, happened at the exact time, happened at the exact date of the goddess. The next one happened in 2013, struck down the Defense of Marriage Act. That happened same month, same exact day, month of the goddess, time of the summer solstice, all these pagan things. The last one, which struck down marriage, we all remember that. That happened month of the goddess, days of the goddess, same time, same date, June 26th. And Sid, remember, remember when marriage was changed. Remember when that happened. We all remember it. That night, all over America, rainbows appear. And one of them appears on the White House. You remember that? We all, we all well, that, that night on the ancient calendar, I looked this up in the Bible, was the night that is, is appointed, the 10th of Tammuz, appointed, appointed to cast a spell to cause a man to love a man on that day. It all was determined by the mystery of the God. No wonder you got blown away when God shows you these revelations. These patterns is what Israel went through when they 
legally gave access to these mm -hmm. demons, and the U.S. has legally given access to these demons. When we return, Jonathan will reveal the third spirit of the dark trinity, the destroyer. Be right back. Let me tell you about the resources that I'm making available to you. My brand new book, the most explosive book I've ever done, The Return of the Gods, and the eight-part DVD series, The Return of the Gods Uncensored. The Return of the Gods Uncensored is an eight DVD album. It's eight one-hour teachings, revelations that are going to blow you away. And it's available nowhere else. You can't get this in a bookstore. You can't get this online. It is here, exclusive. Don't miss it. You will be blown away. In The Return of the Gods, I'm going to take you on a journey from an ancient parable the ancient inscriptions of Sumer and Assyria and Babylonia that become the puzzle pieces behind what is now taking place in our world to this day, specifically in America. The mystery involves the gods. Who are they? What are they? Is it possible that these beings whose origins are from ancient times are the unseen movers of modern culture? Could a sign that has appeared all over America and all over the world be linked to the gods of Mesopotamia? And if so, what does it really mean? Could the gods have returned to New York City and an ancient myth played out on the streets in real time? Could this mystery have even determined the exact days on which Supreme Court decisions had to be handed down? What is the dark trinity? Who is the possessor? Who is the enchanter? The destroyer? and the transformer. Is it possible that the gods lie behind everything from what appears on our computer monitors, our television, movie screens, the lessons given to our children in their classrooms, the breakdown of the family, the wokeism we're seeing, the occult, addictions to cancel culture, children's cartoons, to every force and factor that has transformed the parameters of gender, to that which appears on our t-shirts, on our coffee mugs, to that which is at this very moment transforming our world. Is it possible that behind all these things are ancient mysteries going back to the ancient Middle East? Don't miss out on getting Rabbi Jonathan Kahn's exclusive offer, which includes his brand new revelatory book, The Return of the Gods, plus his exclusive eight-part DVD video series, Return of the Gods Uncensored. It includes the full revelation. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. You can't get this anywhere else. We now return to It's Supernatural. Jonathan, you say the mystery of the gods, with a small g, mm. is behind 
everything. Everything. I can't even can't even begin to tell you in this time of how much it's behind of. I mean, everything. I know. I've read. I mean, why is America so important? Well, America is the the head of nations right now. Whatever happens to America is going to touch the world. And America, think about it. America said was founded after the pattern of ancient Israel from the beginning for the Puritans. So it's been blessed as Israel was. But the warning even goes back to John Winthrop, the Puritan. He said, if you ever turn away, if we turn away and go after the gods, then the curses that came on Israel are coming on us. You know, the great people of God, they always dealt with, they dealt with gods. You know, Moses, Elijah. We're in the same boat right now, the apostles. Now, let me, tell, let me give you an example. I'll just give you of how it's gone everything. What we just spoke about in the last part, about how this whole thing about gender is so crazy, what's happening in our, in our world. Well, it all began in, in a, there was an event uh, in New York City in the summer, uh, which is called the Stonewall Riots. We, we've heard of it. That, that's where all, that's all this came from. That. This is the destroyer. Well, well, before we go into the story, okay. you say, but this, this goes to that. But this was, this is the, all the gender and the, and the goddess. And the thing is that, that that night, all these signs of the goddess appear in New York City. They, they converge, even from her mythology. I'll just, I'll just touch on it. Well, the, one of the signs when she goes to battle is a sign of a lion's head. A lion's head is there that night in, in New York City. One of the signs is called the Dance of Ishtar. During that whole riot, they start dancing and they start, da- they start singing words that go back to the tablets of Mesopotamia with a goddess. The word Stonewall is in the writings of the goddess. It says she breaks the stone wall. It's all there. And there was one woman who actually triggered this whole thing, the, what we see today. One woman, she triggered the whole thing. And that woman was embodying the goddess. And actually, in the ancient tablets, the goddess is called Storm. They call her, you're the storm. The woman's name was Storm or Storm A, started the whole storm. And so we see right now, and I'll give you just a little taste without going into what it is, we see the sign of the rainbow all over the, all over the, all over the place. That goes back to the goddess. There's a mystery there. If anybody had an idea of what this really meant, it doesn't mean what people think it means. They would never raise that. that well, that a lot of people that are viewing right now don't even know no. these particular issues. No. But what Jonathan is saying, not only do many people not know what he's mm. saying, that were actual news events in mm. the newspapers, yeah. they don't know what's behind this from from the ancient records. Yeah, yeah. This is, and even many, and most believers don't realize the full extent of what we're dealing with. That's why we need to know. You know, and I'll, I'll give you an example of the, the the destroyer. The the other one, the God who comes in there at the end of this is the is I call the destroyer. We know him as Molech, and that is he causes Israel to actually lift up their own children to on the altars of uh, his altars and kill them. Well, that's a pagan thing. Never in America. But the warning is if. America turns away from God, the Moloch's coming in, and we're going to start offering up our children. So that's exactly what happens starting in the, the late 60s, early just when this one God leads to the next. And so, and I'm going to say something about it. Now, even in, when I looked at the ancient things of the ancient tablets of Moloch, it's that he also, they also particularly lift up, they, they sacrifice the poor children, and that's exactly what's happening in America, too. The Why poor, do you say that? It, what was it? Why do you say this? Well, well, because it, it actually says, the historian said that the poor children, they're actually sold to be sacrificed. Oh. So to this day, it's the minorities and the poor who are actually Moloch's focus. So now I'll just say something. They're hearing an encouragement here. That the, there's something about the book I knew I had to write it. You're asking. And it was, the day it was finished was June 24th. Just a little while. June 24th. The day it was finished was the day the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Oh, so. The day. So. We see the opening, Mm. we see the opening for these false gods. He's saying there has just been an opening for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, and Sid, if you look in the Bible, look in the Bible, when there was revival, the, the righteous kings would be, they would break down the altars. Remember, they would break down, yes. they'd break down, well, what, what do we, what's the altar today? It's the altar of Moloch. He, God just began breaking it. So there's an opening now. There's an opening. You know, it's just like the opening that caused these demons to come in, which yes. is a little one. When school prayer was taken out, yeah. this may look little, but yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. It's big, big, big. Yeah, yeah, and this is why, and this is why believers have to rise, have to be strong, and this is why we have to be aware of this. There is something at the end. I speak about the war of the gods. You know, one of the things said about these of these principalities, they've come back that every knee would bow to them, and they've that's come, the end game. Yeah, the that's the end game, and they've come back with vengeance. Remember. Who was it who cast them out? Believers. They have their eyes on believers too. But here's the thing. I won't go into it. But here's the thing. We are we are living in the the incredible days because these are the days of the apostles. They were dealing with the gods again. Elijah, Moses, the, the Maccabees, all that. But we have the power. We have the other god. And so there's a whole thing about this about how to stand. And this can be our greatest hour. But we have to know we're dealing with the gods. Well, let me ask you something. Is there hope? <laughs> yes. I've never written a book without hope. Yes, there's hope. And the hope, our God is so much more powerful, you know, and we have him. But if we don't rise in that power, then we won't see it. God, you know, and, and often when the revivals come and when glory comes, it's when the gods are broken, when they are cast out. And that is what, and we have to make sure in our own lives, we, we are casting out anything that has to do with these things, that we can rise in the, you know, the spirit of God casts out the spirit of the gods. And so we have that power, but we have to rise to it. Yes. Well, it looks kind of bleak, but I tell you, it is God's greatest hour for America to be called once again, America the Beautiful, the God of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is not finished with America. The best is yet to come. Call now to get Rabbi Jonathan Kahn's brand new revelatory book, The Return of the Gods, plus his exclusive eight-part DVD video series, Return of the Gods, Uncensored. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn pulls away the veil and reveals shocking and astounding ancient secrets that expose what's behind the news and what's happening in the world beyond what you are seeing with your eyes. Could this mystery go back to the ancient times, to the incense offerings of ancient Rome, the processions of ancient Babylon, the tablets of ancient Assyria, and ceremonies of ancient Sumer. Through his book and exclusive eight-part DVD video series, you will be taken on a journey from the temples of ancient Mesopotamia to the halls of the American government to uncover the mystery of the gods. Who are the gods? And what exactly are they? And is it possible that these ancient entities have returned to the modern world and specifically America? And are they right now transforming our culture, our lives, our children, America, and the world? Did this mystery even determine the rulings of the Supreme Court and the exact dates these rulings were handed down. Has their ancient sign appeared all over America and the world? Did an ancient God actually manifest on the streets of New York City? What is the Dark Trinity? Who is the Possessor, the Enchantress, the Destroyer, and the Transformer? This is so crucial because it's going to open up a whole revelation, a whole world about what is happening. It's going to explain everything that is happening in the world. And it's really the antidote to all 
all that you're dealing with. So listen, if you want to know the signs of the times, and you want to know what's happening, and you want to know how to overcome, and how to be strong, and how to stand, and how to know what is going on, not only affecting you, but your children, your life, everyone around you, you need to get my brand new book, the most explosive book I've ever done, The Return of the Gods. And the eight-part DVD series, The Return of the Gods Uncensored. Don't miss out on getting Rabbi Jonathan Kahn's exclusive offer, which includes his brand new revelatory book, The Return of the Gods, plus his exclusive eight-part DVD video series, Return of the Gods Uncensored. It includes the full revelation. You can't get this anywhere else. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9831 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn heard a riddle, and the riddle went like this. It came from God. This is what the riddle said. The removal of false gods brings the glory of God, and the glory of God removes the false gods of the world. What does this mean, Jonathan? Well, a lot of believers don't realize how prevalent this whole thing is between God and the gods. It's throughout the scripture. I mean, this, we were called out of Babylonia over this. To this, this is what's actually what separated the Jewish people, and now what separates believers is that we are against the God. We don't. We we say no to the gods. If you look at the the the, the, th- the ultimate thing is that that if you look throughout the Bible, you see this again and again and again. Look at look at Egypt and the Exodus. The greatest. I mean, you know, the power of God there. He said, I will execute judgments on the gods. So every one of those plagues was actually casting out or judging some of those those gods of Egypt. But then once he did, then the glory of God comes down. Then the pillar of fire comes down. A lot lot of people don't know. Each god is responsible for something to do with these plagues. So he was coming. And the last one was the son of Pharaoh. What did that mean? Well, that's right. Well, well, the last one. And and the lamb is the antidote. Think about that. But yeah, yeah, uh, from the Nile River, which was a god, that's the first one to the death of of that. That's his own. That's his own god. That's you know. And so, so all these things were the judging judging of the gods. Then, only then comes the presence of God comes down. That's when the pillar of fire comes. That's right. when the the smoke comes. That's when the tabernacle comes. That's when the Red Sea parts. So, and then by doing that, the Lord further drives out the gods. And you look at the the, what, the word of God comes, all that which casts out the word. So you see it there. You see it with Elijah. You know, look what happened with Elijah. You have you have a culture that's been given. The, knew God, but then turned away from God, like America, and now turned to Baal. And now, notice what it says, when, when, the, when the gods come to power, they, it's not about tolerance anymore. First it's do your own thing, accept it. Once they come to power, it's every knee will bow to me. So they said, bow to Baal, bow to Baal. Elijah refused. He stood up, and he stood on Mount Carmel with the gods, you know, I mean, with, with the, the, the priest and with uh, coming against Baal. And so notice how powerful he was, and notice how strong he was with this. And so what happened is, he says, yeah, you know, you know they're, they're they're crying out to Baal, and what happens is nothing happens. And so Elijah says, "You know what? Maybe he's asleep. Shout louder! You might wake him up." You know, but you, it shows it's something holy. You know, he's sarcastic, but it's a holy thing that he doesn't reverence the gods. He knows about him. He reverences God, and so then he calls out. Then God comes down with a with a, with a fire, and the people say. They repent. They say, the Lord, he is God. And then what happens? Then the plague is over. Then the famine is over. Then the heavens open up, and three, all this it comes. So each thing leads to the next. I'll give you another example. 
the Maccabees. You know, this is not in the Bible, but it's in between the Bible, and it's God used it. The Maccabees, they were told by the Greeks, now the gods come back, they keep coming back. They come back and they say, you have to bow down to us, you have to, you, you will kill you if you follow God. So everybody's doing it, until one, until you know, this, this righteous, courageous family rises up, and they say, you know what, no more, no more. I don't care what happens, even if it's my life, and that's the spirit we have to have. I will stand up. So they stand up, and they they repent of all these things. They, they leave the, the gods, and God God gives them victory and victory. And what happens at the end? They come to the temple. So here, the repentance brought the power of God. When they come to the temple, they cleanse the temple of the gods. So, so it, it keeps going. God always honors it. One other example is the apostles. We don't realize this. When Paul, remember when Paul went to Mars Hill? He's grieved. He's seeing all these gods, all, the, all, the, you know, all these things. Well, the, the gospel led to repentance. The repentance opened up for the, for the power of God, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God drove the gods out to where we have been this day. So you see this again and again and again. And one more thing to, to, to keep in mind. When we said the beginning with Passover, when Passover comes, the power of God goes against, well, what was the car? It was the Lamb of God. You know, the Lamb of God, the power of God worked against the gods through that Lamb on that last night. Who is the Lamb of God? Messiah is. When did he die? On Passover. So what does that mean? The power of Messiah is the power to cast out any God in, in any life, and it's the power that actually he's the only one who we know who even has that power. To have, he gave it to us as well. So, so you see that this is part of our faith. We have to stand against the gods of this age oh, and not bow way, our knee. By the way, at Passover, I love it because at every traditional Passover, we sing from the Psalms. And one of the Psalms we sing from is the 118th Psalm, which mm. says, the stone that the builders, my Jewish people, yeah. rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone. Yeah. And we, re and we read that every Passover. Jewish people all around the world read that every Passover. So, so from the very beginning of our faith, it was against the gods. And the fact that we're dealing with this now, we just may not realize what they are, but we're dealing with the same thing. And the same voice, this whole cancel culture that says, be quiet, don't speak, you can't say anything, that's bowing down to the gods. You know, they want you to participate. We have to stand like we have to have the spirit of Elijah. People, by, have you noticed people that are believers are muzzled by their own family? You yeah. can't bring that subject up. That's part of these principalities. Yeah, it, it exactly. It, it's not rational. And, that, and not only that, people, even pastors, are censoring themselves instead of standing up to the gods. And, and that's the thing. So, but the power of God is stronger. So, the, so with all the, now I want to, we, we, we mentioned this on the program, but let me give you more detail for, for this. Uh, that is, I'll just say this. I'm going to say this. That there was, there was, I won't go into a detail with it, but someone just gave me a word that when, with this book coming out, they didn't even know, they didn't even know what it was about, that it's going to, it's going to break all the altars of the gods. Huh. Now, 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 and so, on, so that we said on the day it comes out, and I didn't plan it this way. I get, to, I finished the book. I said finished. I get the news that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. This is the altar of the gods. This is the altar of abortion. Uh -huh. It was now it's not all over, but it's going to happen because those states, those states that are saying no, those altars are going to be finished. You know, and when you look at particularly Josiah, Josiah was used of God to bring revival, to bring his power, and he was used to come against the gods. It says he went from one place to the next, and he tore down this altar. He, cry, he, cry, he destroyed this altar. He defiled this altar. So they couldn't use it anymore. So now we have, for the first time in our history, actually probably the first time in Western history, we're actually seeing an altar of a god be cracked, cracked, cracked. And so, and this is the sign of 
revival. Yeah. So this is one of the biggest things God has ever given us. And the fact, the fact, I think, I believe that the fact that he did it, you know, he just works everything together. On the day that we're talking, I'm, I'm finishing this word about the gods, is a, is a word for God's people. We have to stand now because there is hope, there is glory that can come, but it's, we, ha- we, have, a, we have a job to do. God's people have to be courageous. Do not, you know, I was once on Capitol Hill to speak to the leaders of Congress, and I was led to say, listen, we will not bow our knee to Baal. We will not bow our knee to, to Moloch. We will only bow our knee to one God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, him alone. We have to have that spirit if we're going to see the power of God. Be bold, because this is our hour. Uh, when Jonathan said, this is our hour, he meant it. Yeah. This is America, the beautiful, greatest hour. Do you know why? Because in deep darkness, the prophet Isaiah mm-hmm. said, in Isaiah 60, in deep darkness, the glory or the manifest presence or the goodness of God will fill the whole earth. Mm. And that's where we are right now. Wouldn't you agree? This is deep darkness. Yeah, deep darkness. And here's where we are. Now, I have had maybe a little compared to many throughout history of experience with the glory of God. Uh, It started when, as a 30-year-old Jewish man, that the only thing I would not believe in is Jesus with having an encounter with him. Mm. And there's only one way I moved from where I was. Mm. There was no other way, Jonathan. Mm. No other way to move from, I was stuck. You could have told me Isaiah 53 and proven it conclusively, and I'd laugh at you. Mm. But when God showed up, he showed up with his presence. And I have found the presence of God is the game changer. Mm -hmm. It's not a game changer. It is the game changer. And I was... I have to tell you, as radical as I was for the devil, that instantly, you asked my wife, she said, I didn't marry that guy. The one thing I knew is I didn't want to marry a minister. What happened to Sid? She'll tell you that. But immediately, I was telling everyone everywhere, before I read the New Testament, I was a guest uh, on a woman's television show that many of you have heard of, Catherine Coleman. And the glory of God jumped on me on that show. I mean, I... I hadn't even read the New Testament. I was witnessing all over the world <laughs> about the reality. You know, you don't, you don't even have to read the New Testament. All you have to, I mean, you should, but all you have to do is know Jesus is real and tell the world. Don't you wait till you get all these degrees. Yes. Open your mouth now. Right. Now is the acceptable time. Right. But I'll, I'll tell you, and then I started speaking for Jewish outreaches. I had some of the brethren, uh, not the brethren church, the brethren, <laughs> Jewish brethren. When I started saying a thousand Jews in, uh, in Moscow are coming to know, have just made public professions of faith. When I said a thousand Jews in Israel have just stood up and made public, they said impossible. Well, I agree it's impossible, but in the presence of God, guess what? All things are possible. 
but it's a two-edged sword, the presence of God. If you have lived a constantly repentant life, and even if you haven't, now you can get it. Now you can repent. I'll tell you, Jonathan, there are things I repent of now that I didn't even think were sin as a new believer. But I, I do. Why? The closer you get to God, the more you will repent. You know, some people say, Oh, you have to preach a strong message to repent. In the glory, God does the conviction. Hey, the greatest Jewish prophet at his time was a prophet by the name of Isaiah. He went to the throne room, came into the presence of God. This is what the most holy man, uh, not my rabbi who thought he was one of the ten most holy men in the world, but a traditional rabbi, but this particular rabbi, Isaiah, this is what he said, the holiest man in Israel at that moment. I'm an unclean man, the holiest prophet of Israel. I have unclean lips. Because he came into the purity of a clean God. That's what's about ready to happen. We will see a billion, I tell you, billions of young people come to the Lord and be as radical as I was. And let me tell you something. The devil can go after two or three or a thousand men of God or women of God. But what's he going to do with a billion? He's going to go sugar. That's a Hebrew word for crazy. That's what he's going to do. And by the way, don't you dare put God in the box of previous moves of his spirit. Because he's going to do something he's never done before. You can say they don't do that at my congregation. Well, they probably don't. But... Is God not bigger than every move of the Spirit he's ever had? Of course he is. And is God not ready to return to earth based on the signs we say? See, of course he is. And is God not ready to have the greatest outpouring in history of his presence to be the game changer? That's that riddle that you had, Mm -hmm. Jonathan. That is that riddle. We, it, this, I, but it's a two-edged sword. Mm, mm. It's like Pentecost, mm. the outpouring of the Spirit, except much more, much more. And it's, it's like being a sinner and coming into the presence of a holy God. Because when he comes, if you are in sin... Mm. If you are in known sin, you say, well, maybe I am and I don't know it. Holy Spirit will tell you when you're ready to know it. That's what he did with me. He's, he's gentle. Mm. He'll tell you. Mm. But right now you already know if you're in known sin. You know if you're addicted mm. to pornography. Mm. You know if you're dabbling in mm. uh, the New Age or a cult. You know if you're in homosexuality. You know if you're going into seances and and communicating with the dead. You know. Mm. You know. Mm. Now. There's no better time than now. You know why? The Bible says you don't know when your end will come. I don't know it. You don't know it. 
That's the one thing you don't know. You don't know when your end will come. It could be today. It could be 10 years from today. So I am going to say a prayer. Mm. Because not only, not only do you want to repent, you want to be ready for the presence of God. You want to be used. I'm telling you, it's all hands on deck. It's not just a few anointed men and women of God. It's all hands on deck. This is God's last effort to save the world. And God loves the world so much that he's saved his best for last. I want you to say this prayer for your own experiential knowledge with God. It'll start with a decision. It may not even be a feeling, but you will experience insight, in hearing, in feeling, in every one of your five senses, you will experience this presence of God. There'll be fire coming from many of you. There'll be a pillar of fire over your head. Many of you, wherever you walk, the presence of God will fall on people beyond anything we've ever seen. You'll go into school where they say no school's prayer, and the whole school group, including the principal and the teachers, will be on their face repenting, and you don't have to say a word. So... Let's be like Moses. Moses prayed a prayer. Lord, show me your glory. Yes. Lord, show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And by the way, that glory came on Moses so 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 much. I have to I have to get light right now. He was the first person that wore a COVID mask because the glory was so bright on his face. People were afraid. But there was something else that happened in the glory of Moses. He lived to 120, and the Bible records he was strong at 120 as a young man, and his eyesight was perfect. That's what happens when you live in the glory. And not only that, he only died at 120 as a young man, and that was a young man compared to living in the glory and how long you can live. He died at 120 because he sinned. If he hadn't sinned, only God knows how long he would have lived. And this glory has already descended on earth, and it's going to do nothing but get stronger and stronger to a point where the world has never seen. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard all that has God has in store for you. I want you to say this prayer and mean it to the best of your ability out loud. Yes. Out loud, wherever you are. Repeat after me. Out loud. Dear God, I'm so sorry for every mistake I've ever made. I believe Jesus came and lived as a human, God in human form, and died and was buried, but rose from the dead. 
and paid the price for my sins. And I believe the blood of Jesus washes me clean. And today is the first day of the rest of my life. And Lord, whatever strongholds are in my life, whatever addictions are in my life, I ask you to remove them. I thank you for your grace, which is your enabling power to overcome sin. I ask you to live inside of me. I ask you to become real. I make you my savior from my sins. But I also make you my Lord. Amen. Jonathan, last couple of thoughts. Yeah, yeah. well, um, we shared about something that that you said you need to to say this. And um, when I was, when I went to India um, on a mission, I mean, it was to speak. I was standing. This is hard to believe what you're about to hear. Hard to believe, but it happened. I'm, st- I'm standing in front, it's night, I'm standing in front of a, a crowd of about, a, about 100,000 Indian people, robes and all that. Most of them had never seen a Jew, <laughs> never, saw, never saw a Jewish believer. Uh, and at the end, and interesting, one of the things I was led to say was that scripture you just said, just triggered it, kumi ori kiva rise and shine, your light, deep darkness, but light comes, you know. And at the end, I said, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I had a shofar. The shofar is a, is, a, is a power of God. The shofar is a weapon of God. Shofar is used of God to show his power. So I had a shofar, and I said, and we're going to sound this for freedom. We're going to sound it for release. We're going to sound it for... And I sounded the shofar. And all of a sudden, we didn't even know what happened. It was almost like we were cut back. All of a sudden, it was like blood-curdling screams really? of 100,000 people coming over. Or So it just, just it was... It was it was, and I did it again. It was, again, we never heard anything like it. We actually captured this on, on, on the recording. We had no idea. I went back, when I, when I went back home, I look in the Encyclopedia Judaica, and it says, when the shofar is sound, Jewish tradition is the enemy has to flee. So you're saying to me, if you were to blow a shofar now, right now, and maybe put a talit on, a prayer shawl, is that a prophecy? right now, I believe that demons are going to flee, and just as though it looked like a little thing, it looked like a little thing when school prayer was taken out, because, you know, you, you, you've got inside of you, you can pray anytime you want, but it was a crack. It was a crack in what God was doing that gave an opening to the enemies of God, and it is a crack when the Supreme Mm. Court opened up and said the states now have to Mm. decide on abortion. Mm. It may have looked insignificant, Mm. but God took notice of Mm. that, and it gave God legal permission. Mm. I'm believing prophetically when you blow this shofar, it's a little crack Mm. that is going to set people free and give God legal permission for the greatest outpouring of God's glory in history. Mm. So, 
Sid has asked me, because he wants, that he always, he just loves anything of the power of God, to do it here. So I'm going to blow the shofar. But I'm going to ask, and this is for everybody watching as well, you know, you prayed for yourself and prayed for having repentance. People at home did. But now let's pray for God's power around us, on America, on the world, on everything in our life. Let's pray for that power now to go forth. I would ask, is it okay, Sid, if I ask them to stand? Is that okay? That is okay, but you better tell them who gave you that talit. Uh, <laughs> this this talit is, is very special because, and it's just, we didn't plan this. Sid just showed it to me yesterday. This is the Talid of Sid's father from, from Poland, from Poland, that was kind of, that he used. And so this is a very special moment, even for, an honor for me to do this. So if you can, why don't you all stand? And let's believe the power of God. And, and I, um, I could tell you so many things that have happened, and it's not about that. It's that this is a symbol that God chose to show his power. And this is the first time, what we just shared, I know I told you, the first time I've ever shared this message with people. What we just, This is going to go forth. Please pray for it because it's explosive. But let's pray for God's power from this moment, from everything that happened right now, to God have his power with the, word, with the way, and also to cast out anything that is not of him. So I'll ask if you can, if you can lift up your hands. To receive and believe. And when you hear this, I want you to, if that's okay, I want you to shout and just go with the Lord. Whatever the Lord does, okay? Whatever needs to be done. Lord, we praise you to this hour. We thank you that you have called us for this hour, Lord. And we thank you that you are mighty. Who is like you among the gods? There is none, O Lord. There is none like you, Lord. You are more powerful than any stronghold, any darkness, any wall, any evil. You are stronger in our world, in our lives, and in America. So, Father, we now join together with everyone here and everyone at home, Lord. We join together and we ask, let your power go forth, Lord. Let your power of release, of jubilee, of freedom, of rest of reconciliation, of casting out, of bringing in, of bringing in the glory, of walls come tumbling down, Father. Lord, we ask your power be known. And Father, we come before you now and we receive and we pray, Lord, let it be done. In the name above every name that is named, the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all, Va'ari Yehuda, and the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Now receive. Father, we praise you. And here goes.